Peace, peace. Kevin out of that mess. One half of BWO. One third of Third Rail Underground. One half of the Vortex Brothers. <coughs> Today. <coughs> what is it? February 7th. 2019. Gregorian. break down real quick because I'm on two timelines you know what I mean I'm dealing with a Gregorian and a lunar calendar right <coughs> so today is the 7th and on the other timeline it's the 13th month 16th day, 73rd year, counting from 1945, Gregorian. Real quick, going to build on family trust. What is a family trust? Benefits and all that. This is from the LegalZoom.com. I'll leave the link, you know what I mean? But LegalZoom.com slash article slash what is a family trust written by Edward A. Hyman Esquire freelance writer and author alright <clears throat> so look a family trust sometimes called a family trust fund is a legal device used to avoid probate avoid or delay taxes and protect assets this article will discuss the basics of the various types of trust, what can be accomplished with each, and how they are created. Basic terminology. A trust is a legal arrangement whereby a person transfers <coughs> Yeah, I need to change my diet up too. But look. <coughs> A trust is a legal arrangement whereby a person transfers management and actual ownership in the case of an irrevocable trust of assets to a third party who holds them and manages them for the benefit of others. Alright, that's the basic terminology and that's what a trust is. Here are a few basic terms you need to know to understand trust. You need to know what a grantor is. A grantor is the person who creates a trust. Alright? You need to know what a beneficiary is. A beneficiary is a person or entity for whose benefit the trust was created. This is typically a spouse, child, grandchild, or other relative of the grantor, or a charitable organization chosen by the grantor. The grantor may also be a beneficiary alright you need to know what a trustee is I know some of you heard the term before you're meaning some different places but here's what the legal meaning of a trustee is the trustee is the third party designated in a trust document to manage the assets of the trust this can be a single person two or more joint trustees or a business entity such as a bank or a trust management company. 
the beneficiaries may also be trustees in the case of a revocable trust. And we'll talk about the difference between an irrevocable and a revocable trust. So in the case of a revocable trust, the grantor may also be the trustee. <clears throat> the next thing you need to know is what a trust agreement is. The trust agreement is a document that sets up a trust. It's sometimes called a deed of trust or a trust deed, right? It will designate the trustee and the beneficiaries and give the trustee directions as to how the assets are to be managed and distributed to the beneficiaries. All right? Those are the four positions you need to, or those are the three positions you need to understand within a trust because these are the same three positions that appear in the courtroom. In the courtroom, somebody is the grantor, somebody is the beneficiary, and somebody is the trustee. And there is a trust involved. You know I mean? There was a trust that was created. These are facts, and we're going to get to those facts. <clears throat> but right now, we're going to deal with family first. So we're talking about family trust. So what is a family trust? <clears throat> Excuse all this motherfucking phlegm and mucus. Shouldn't have drunk that fucking milk, right? Anyway, what is a family trust? What makes a, what makes a trust a family trust is that it is set up to benefit relatives of the grantor, right? Its purpose is to benefit the grantor's family, which can include those related by blood, marriage, or law in the case of adoption. Types of trusts, all right? One way in which trusts are classified is by what type of document creates the trust, all right? If the trust is created while the grantor is still alive, it is called a living trust or an intern or, or inter vivos trust. You know, because you got to deal with that Latin too. That's the motherfucking hole that they put cats in. Latin. Put all that legalese in Latin. Or Latin is legalese. Anyway. So... You mean if the grantor is alive, then the trust is called a living trust or inter vivos trust. If the trust is created in the grantor's last will and testament, it is called a testamentary trust. A testamentary trust, by its very nature, is an irrevocable trust. Since the only benefit of a testamentary trust or testamentary trust is to have assets responsibly managed for the beneficiary. This article only discusses living trust, which is, you know I mean, what we need to get with. And it's as simple as determining what you want to do with what you acquire, you know I mean, for your family, the beneficiaries. <clears throat> and you want to do that because when you die, the state is going to come in if you have not left nothing expressly written explaining what to do. They're going to come in, they're going to grab up the assets, and they're going to put them in what we read earlier, 
called probate, you know, like probation. They just kind of hold it, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so they're going to hold it in probate, <clears throat> and then they're going to charge, you know what I mean, to disseminate the assets to the um, beneficiaries. They're going to get their cut, put it like that. They're going to tax it and all that other good shit. So this is what you set up to avoid or offset that <clears throat> and do it while you're living this is what you know I mean the elite around us do you know I mean they put everything in trust you know I mean and they keep it in the family go check the records <clears throat> so another way that trusts are classified is based on the amount of control the grantor has over the assets and the trust. These two types are, and this is what we get into, revocable trust. A revocable trust, this type of trust allows the grantor to cancel or revoke the trust, right? If it is revoked, the assets are transferred back to the grantor. Of course, once the grantor dies, the trust becomes irrevocable, right? A revocable trust is most often used to avoid probate, right? <clears throat> Gotta avoid that probate. We'll look it up in Black's Law. So you'll know what probate, probation, and all that shit is. Because it's business. They're getting paid off of us. The beneficiaries of the trust created so now let's go to irrevocable trust all right this type of trust precludes the grantor from getting the trust assets back unless the trustee and the beneficiaries agree all right the trust agreement will clearly state that it is irrevocable irrevocable trusts also avoid probate and are used to gain additional benefits such as to avoid taxes, protect assets from creditors, or allow the grantor to qualify for certain public benefits, such as Medicaid, for example. All right. Therefore, the question is not one of family trust versus living trust or family trust versus irrevocable trust. A family trust is simply a subcategory of the living trust alright a family trust can be either a revocable trust or an irrevocable trust it can be both a living trust and an irrevocable trust and it can be both a living trust and a revocable trust alright so let's go into revocable trust versus irrevocable trust a revocable trust can accomplish three basic things one, avoid probate. This avoids the time and expense of a court process, right? Two, maintain privacy. By not going through probate, they will not be a public record in the probate court that shows what assets and debts you had at your death and to whom those assets went. Let me read that one again maintain privacy 
by not going through probate, there will not be a public record in the probate court that shows what assets and debts you had at your death and to whom those assets went. Three, protect assets for beneficiaries who may not be able to responsibly manage them. A trust can preserve assets for the benefit of a child who may be disabled, financially irresponsible, or in the middle of a divorce. It can even provide for the care of a pet. Alright? So, continuing on. A revocable trust can also cover the situation where the grantor becomes disabled, although a durable power of attorney can also accomplish this goal. And we'll talk about powers of attorney another time. We're going to stick with trust right now since you know, we're dealing with soul trust. This is family trust, though. An irrevocable family trust has the same benefits as a revocable trust, but has the possible additional benefit of, one, protecting assets from creditors. As title to the property is in the name of the trustee, the property cannot be subject to claims of creditors of either the grantor or the beneficiaries. Alright? <clears throat> Two, avoiding estate taxes. Right? You need to get familiar with these terms. State, estate, all that shit. Because it ties in. But two, avoiding estate taxes. Since the grantor no longer has title to the property, when the grantor dies, the property is not included in his or her estate for state or federal estate tax purposes. See? Avoiding probate. This will only apply to people with a substantial amount of wealth. See? This is with people like, you know, Donald Trump, the Bushes, the, you know what I mean, the Obamas. This is the type of shit that they do. That all, you know what I mean, indigenous and American and, you know what I mean, Europeans and all that shit. All of them need to be doing the same thing. Ordinary people. Anyway. <clears throat> Three. Helping enable qualification for Medicaid benefits. In the event the grantor requires skilled nursing care, there are timing issues specific to when the trust is formed due to the Medicaid look-back period that applies to the applicant's assets. Alright? So now we're going to go into setting up a family trust. <clears throat> Setting up a trust, whether a family trust or any other type, is basically a two-step process. One, create and execute a trust agreement document. Alright? So first, you got to create and execute a trust agreement document. And this document will list the beneficiaries, name a trustee or trustees, and set forth instructions for how the assets should be managed all right and two 
you need to transfer assets into the trust. Deeds or other title documents must be executed to formally transfer the assets from the grantor to the trustee. A trust document is ineffective without the transfer of assets to the trust. Alright? Ensure your loved ones ensure E-N, not I-N ensure your loved ones and property are protected. <clears throat> See? All the games they play, like you got insurance, E-N, and then you got insurance, I-N. And those prefixes have different meanings. As prefixes and suffixes. So, that's um, a quick um, little view on family trust. on the family trust I'm going to holler at y'all later um, like I said you can check that article out at legalzoom.com forward slash articles slash what is a family trust alright let's get down to it you know what I mean ain't nothing but some typing and some paperwork you know what I mean and putting your will down on paper peace